Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. I can see you. Hey, how fun is that? Technology. Uh Technology. We haven't had it working. We haven't had video working for the past couple of weeks now that Katie's been back. But now we finally have it on our side, at least until it breaks midway through the show. You guys, we work with words and numbers, not technology, okay? You know, it's <laughs> my my degree, ironically, is in print journalism. Um, or maybe not ironically. Not ironic write. at all. Just also do a lot of math. Anyway, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how 24K Golden and Ian Dior's Mood makes its way to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, how Pop Smoke's Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon returns to number one on the Billboard 200 chart after three months, and how Fleetwood Mac's classic 1977 number one album, Rumors, returns to the top 10 after 42 years. Dang. And in addition, Adele surprised everyone on Sunday, October 18th, by announcing on social media that she will be hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend, October 24th. It's the October surprise! Yeah! Could this mean new music from Adele is right around the corner? We'll talk about all the many theories. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard Hot 100, 24K Golden and Ian Dior's Mood rises from number four to number one, marking the first leader for both artists. As the Hot 100 blends streams, sales, and airplay data, let's run down the song stats for the week. Mood logged 20.3 million US streams, which is down 2%, and sold 7,000 downloads, down 2% as well, in the week ending October 15th, of course according to Nielsen Music MRC data. It also tallied 62.9 million Radio Airplay audience impressions, which is up 16% in the week ending October 18th. The song is also number one on both the Hot Rock and Alternative Songs chart and the Hot Rap Songs chart. And by the way, both charts use the same methodology as the Hot 100, so it makes sense if you're if you're a alternative rap song and you're number one on the Hot 100, you'll probably be number one on those other two charts too. Can I just say that this is a very fun song? Like it is. I feel like between this and Savage Love seemingly coming out of nowhere and going to number one with these brand new artists that you didn't know existed like a month ago, it's, it's exciting. 
I think. It is. It is. <laughs> and when I say it, you didn't know existed, maybe you did. So, but I, I'm learning about them and I just think it's so cool. And you know, what's super cool also, um, like on billboard.com, you can go see, they're all, they are equally as excited because this is not old hat to them. They're like freaking out on Twitter and on Instagram about having a number one, which they should be because it's a big deal, you know? It is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Pop Smoke's former number one, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, returns to the top after a three-month wait. Uh, the set earned 67,000 equivalent album units in the week ending October 15th, which is down 1%. It's actually a pretty soft week in the top 10, as there aren't any debuts in the region after two weeks where there are at least five debuts in the top 10 every week. Uh, but there is one really sizable re-entry in the top 10, as Fleetwood Mac's classic 1977 number one album, Rumors, surges back to the top 10 at number seven for the first time in over 42 years. It's truly amazing. We've already talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but obviously this TikTok video heard around the world of the hmm. skateboarder uh, lip-syncing to Dreams has like truly turned this into an unbelievable moment bringing this classic album back to the top 10 it's insane it yeah, really is it, you know if we if there was going to be a macy's thanksgiving day parade this year you can expect that if there was going to be an ocean spray sponsored float nathan apodaca i believe is his name who was the guy in the video would absolutely be on that float lip-syncing dreams with stevie nicks and they'd be wearing sweaters together and the float is a giant skateboard <laughs> yes <laughs> with, uh, with like with like um um rivers of ocean spray cran raspberry uh, oh can you this could also be a great float at the rose bowl parade which i'm sure there won't be one but that would be a great one made out of flowers next year when no one cares anymore this is a great yeah. idea when the moment's gone it won't really matter <laughs> um all right well rumors earned thirty-three thousand units uh for the week uh, which is up 15 percent and a little history on rumors on the chart the album spent 31 non-consecutive weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 back in 1977 and 1978, which is a record number of weeks atop the list for an album by a duo or group, a record that still stands today. And Rumors was last in the top 10 on the February 18th, 1978 dated chart when it was number 10, and it was last ranked at number seven or higher on the February 11th, 1978 chart, where it was at number seven. So big week for Fleetwood Mac. Uh, they uh, tweeted they tweeted out Billboard's uh, story about Billboard's story, <clears throat> my story. <laughs> they tweeted out that story. And I think they posted on their Instagram. Like they seem to be really, the band itself is jazzed about it. Oh, clearly. I mean, between Mick and Stevie both reenacting versions of the video on TikTok, joining TikTok for that matter to do this. It's, you know, it's a huge moment. And this feels like a very... Keith and Katie show that we get to transition from Fleetwood Mac into Adele. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, because Adele announced on Sunday that she's returning to the Saturday Night Live stage this weekend, but this time it is to host instead of be the musical guest, and she'll host for the very first time. So she says. We're just going to believe what she's saying right now. We don't know what she's going to do. She's hosting, though, she says. We are going to break this down a little bit further, but in her Instagram post on Sunday, she literally said, my first ever hosting gig, and for SNL of all things. 
So according to the woman herself, she is hosting and only hosting and her will be the musical guest on Saturday. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> but let's sure. let's break it down because we are obviously hoping for more than just, you know, some skits from Adele. Although we do have to just start out by saying she's hilarious. Everything she's ever done. I'm I'm thinking of carpool karaoke. Um, like what pops to your mind when you think of Adele just being funny? God, she she doesn't have to do anything to be funny. She's yeah. just she's so charming and just she's so off the cuff. But the car, the carpool karaoke is it, it it's just burnt. I always I watched it randomly like two weeks ago mm. for the first time in a while, and it's just so memorable because she just she's so quick. Yeah, she just knows pop culture. She's so quick. I can see how this could translate really well into hosting and her kind of doing a stand up moment when she comes out at the beginning of the show. Oh my god, a monologue from Adele. What what did we do to deserve this? This is going to be so. I can just hear her cackling. She's like ha ha ha, bloody hell, you know, or just whatever she says. Oh, you know what else popped into my mind is when she um, pretended to be a drag performer <gasps> right. as Adele and yeah. and totally like pulled one over on all these ladies who clearly were like loving Adele dressed up as Adele. It was look like it wasn't drag right it was lookalike it was lookalikes but there was one uh, uh sort of i think a drag impersonator yes, type yes, person yes. amongst the group who was a man dressed as adele but i can just see her in these skits already and it's going to be epic but let's let's dive a little deeper um because as adele notes in her instagram post her very first snl appearance which was 12 years ago which is insane um, oh. was not only what broke her in America, but it's also the episode where Sarah Palin made a cameo. And of course... There's a, there, there's a cultural moment for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the show, you know Tina Fey's impersonation of Sarah Palin like was such a big deal. And then Sarah herself showed up, which meant everybody tuned in that week, which meant they all were gifted with the gift of Adele. It, it was one of the highest rated SNLs in a very long time that week, and it continues to be one of the highest rated SNLs. And she credits that SNL appearance as what kind of broke her in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can see how in her mind, she probably feels like, oh, well, that's it's, that's a perfect reasoning for me to come back to the show again. Well, and so we happen to be in another political moment. <laughs> we, oh, we are? There are seems, we? I think there might be an election on the horizon. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and, you know... Keith actually pointed out Adele lives in the U.S. now. Obviously, she's a Brit. I don't. We don't know if she's a voter, but she lives in the U.S. We don't. We we don't have this information. We don't know if she's. Oh, that's interesting. You know I, what I mean? I didn't really think about the whole voting. She thing. could be a resident versus a citizen, etc. Right. True. So I wonder if her baby was born here. Could the baby be an American oh, citizen? Well, yes, it would be. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yes, about, we don't know where the baby was born. I have no idea. Girl, anyway, like, we digress. It would be. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, it would be. <laughs> But maybe this is the moment that Adele feels like she needs to get political. Maybe she's going to come out and endorse a candidate. Maybe she's going to play a political figure in this election cycle. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, if she, I think there are a few people, kind of few celebrities that can kind of cut through the pop culture news cycle noise. Yes. And she is so, she doesn't really use social media very often. She doesn't give public statements. She doesn't do interviews. She saves it all for like short bursts. And she said basically in the past, like people have asked her, why don't you tweet? Why don't you post on Instagram? And she's like, why am I going to say all the things on there when I could just save them all up for later, you know, when I talk to people? And so when she does something, she does it with intent so and purpose. So I can see how maybe she's thinking, this is my opportunity to say something in a big kind of statement way. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, it, I think people will pay attention because it is Adele. That's what I was going to... It actually kind of um, rolls nicely into... We were talking about the very memorable skit on SNL right after the song Hello came out, which was such a blockbuster song, and right before the Thanksgiving holiday in 2015... Where yeah. a family sitting around the table, they can't agree on anything. They're arguing about politics. They're arguing about like an interracial relationship in the family. They're arguing about everything. But then the little girl turns on hello, and all of a sudden, young and old, everyone is just, you know, jamming to this song because and they all are literally transformed into Adele as seen in the video for hello, all with long nails and fur coats and blowing hair. So to your point of Adele really cutting through, a lot of that has to do with her, like, appeal across many generations. Which can be also dangerous, too. If she takes a stand or a viewpoint or endorses someone, that could really turn off a lot of people that love her for not being maybe political in their eyes, even though she might be very political, but maybe they're unaware of that. Yes. People love saying that they don't like when artists get political, but it's just when they disagree with them that they say that. So... So that'll be super interesting. Are they going to do the Thanksgiving skit part two? Is it going to be Halloween themed? Is it going to be a Christmas flavored skit? Will Adele be in it as the matriarch of a family turning on her own new song on the stereo next to her? Surprise, (laughs) I've got a new song. I would love all of that. And that also, thanks for the segues, Keith. I'm just going to throw it out there. You're this, doing is, a great... I, this is just me rambling. I didn't realize it was actually working to your to your advantage. It is because the next thing is, is there new music? Like that is the $100 million question. Like, is there a new single coming before the show? Is she going to debut a song on the show? Is there an album dropping? Like, is there new music? So what, what are our predictions? Because this is fully just like guessing right now yeah by the time you hear this all could have been revealed (laughs) right much like the mariah carey (laughs) mistletoe mystery gingerbread crumb search it's another episode of pop shop investigates (laughs) yes (laughs) america's favorite show dateline pop shop (laughs) um so i i just don't see why that she would just randomly do snl unless there was music coming and we know that she's been working on an album for a while so we know there's music coming and I think they probably had, she probably had to announce that she was hosting because she would have been in New York this week and people would have seen her walking into the NBC studio and wondered, WTF, what is Adele doing at, so she had to announce it. So she had to get that out of the way before she even got there. So she had to let the cat out of the bag that something was happening. She doesn't have to say anything about a single yet. So my theory is that either, There's going to be a new single that comes out on Friday night, this Friday, the 23rd. And then she probably performs it on Saturday. And it's a ruse that her is a musical guest. I'm sure her is the musical guest, but then Adele gets a performance (laughs) slot as well. Or her could be the featured artist on Adele's first single. I I don't know. I made that that note as well. I also thought maybe they were just being jerks and it was like a tricky way to sneak in that the musical guest is actually her not like meaning Adele not h dot e dot r sorry her, her the actual artist her already tweeted this so I'm pretty sure she's in on it and actually going to be there but yeah it, it could be a, it could be a matter of her being a featured artist and you mentioned earlier that Adele is always intentional I think that's the thing we have to zero in on because I don't see her just doing a one-off SNL hosting gig and coming out of her very peaceful hiding just to do this one gig if it's not to promote her primary career. I really yeah. do not see that happening. 
she she um she's I think she would much rather just not do any of this, not do any of this media and promo stuff unless she has to. And she's at the point where she's like, I can only do what I want to do and just simply say, I have a new album. Here it is. And and also, I mean, yeah, so going back to the music, maybe the single drops this week. Maybe she announces it on Saturday and it comes out on Saturday night as a surprise. Like, and I have a new single and it's out right now on iTunes and all your favorite streaming services go go there now. And then I don't know. And then maybe. But then on top of that, it's like, OK, so does that mean an album is around the corner or is she dropping a surprise album on Friday night? which seems out of character with what Adele does. Normally she would lead up to something, but Adele releases albums so infrequently. She last released an album five years ago, by the way, on November 20th, which is right around the corner, Uh five-year anniversary. So I don't see her doing a surprise album, especially when she's so big with physical media like CDs and vinyl, and it takes a lot of time to manufacture those unless they've manufactured them in some sort of secret underground location that no one's been aware of. I would imagine maybe there's a single, and then six weeks later the album drops around Thanksgiving, that's just my theory. It could all be wrong, or there could be a surprise album and a like next Friday that goes up against the Ariana Grande alleged album that's coming out. So a lot to talk about. To your point, I I wanted to look up because we both knew that the album Twenty Five came out on November twentieth, but I just looked up when Hello came out, and it was October twenty third. So wow. that's the, the literal timing, Keith. Wow. It's the it's it's insane actually that it's the actual timing. Were we on New Music Friday schedule in I, 2015 or were we not there yet? I think we were. So it just happens Maybe. to be that 5 years ago it was also a Friday you, Friday. You you can check the timeanddate.com/calendar yeah. <laughs> website to see what day of the week things but were in 2015. It's wild that it actually is that time exact timing that if she does put out this single on Friday it would be the exact day of hello and then she could put out the album on the exact day of 25 although there's another album that was already announced for november 20th wasn't there keith yeah i'm pretty sure the bts album comes out november 20th right okay that's an insane one to be going trying to go head to head with even if it's like your cute dates work out from 2015 to now i don't know if that's the one although it's adele so they they might be freaking out right now at the prospect of adele you know, planting a flag on their date. I mean, yeah, I just, I just Googled to be sure. And it is coming out November 20th <laughs> for BTS. So I, 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 let's talk I about mean, another album coming out this month right. that we know about, which is Ariana Grande. Right. So we don't know. I, do we know the exact timetable of a uh, song release versus no, album she, release? She has, she has a countdown clock on her website right now that's counting down to something happening this Friday and then okay. something happening the following Friday. Okay, so, I'm so like, your is assumption it a single could be, and then an album. Yeah, and so once again, it's some busy release days coming up. If Adele is uh, is rolling in there, is rolling it, in the deep as well. <laughs> there, there are probably so many artists and managers right now going. Does anyone know what Adele is doing? When is that album coming? How do I avoid it? How do I get out of the way? But the thing is. Adele's last album was so enormous in its first week, it sold more than 3 million copies just on like digital albums and CDs, not just streams, over 3 million copies. And it continued to sell incredibly well, like hundreds of thousands and millions in the following weeks. So if you are in the path of like Hurricane mm-hmm. Adele, mm-hmm. yeah, no, 
Just if you're going to lose number one, lose it to Adele. That's fine. Do you remember when Hello came out and she put traditional like television ads in the UK? Like that's how we found out music was it, coming. She, we found out from a like a was like a 30 second or 20 second spot that just started off stark black and you heard the keys and it was I, I think it was on the X Factor. Yeah. I think it premiered during the X Factor. And it was just the piano chords. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I lost my mind. <laughs> and that song had such an impact. Like I, I, she must be like, I mean, Adele maybe doesn't worry, but like I would think it would be like Ken Lightning Strike three times basically because she's had well, insane releases. Well, in the car, well, uh, I'll say this briefly. In the carpool karaoke, she, Corden, James Corden, the host, asked her specifically, like, were you kind of worried going into the new album and, you know, about dropping a new single? And, and she basically said, you know, I was a bit worried, you know, about Hello. And she's like, but I guess I'm not really worried about that now because it had already come out and become a huge hit. So when you're, no matter who you are, when you're trying to follow up something as big as like, 21 or thriller or born in the usa or rumors my god can you imagine the pressure on fleetwood mac with the following album after that how do you how do you come anywhere near it and hello was so enormous and the album still proved to be big so it's like all right can you do it again but what we do know is that when the album comes out it's not going to be named for an age Mm. that was the end of a trilogy for her 19 21 and 25 she's not going to do an age album it'll probably just be called adele it's unfortunate because 30 is such a good number (laughs) I don't want to tell Adele about it. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. she's listening, you know. Sure. <laughs> Noted pop shop Adele. Uh, you know. Um, uh, that's that's, okay. that's Adele's open invitation to join us on the pop shop, though. But... It's not like I haven't asked, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just wrap it up by saying we're all going to have to tune into SNL on Saturday. Maybe we'll have some answers before then, but to find out what Adele has up her beautiful, you know, brocade sleeve... Just tune into SNL on October 24th to find out. All right. Now it's time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1987, Michael Jackson's bad single hit number one on the Hot 100, the second of a record five number one singles from the album of the same name. The track skipped four to one on the chart dated October 24th, 1987, and spent two weeks at number one. Bad was the second single from the Bad album after the number one hit, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, with Saida Garrett. After Bad, Jackson reached number one with The Way You Make Me Feel, Man in the Mirror, and Dirty Diana, all of course singles from Bad. He had more number ones later, but we're just focusing on Bad right now. He then added two more top 20 hits from the album, with the number 11 peaking Another Part of Me and the number 7 hit Smooth Criminal. Well, the Bad Album debuted at number 1 on the Billboard 200 chart dated September 26th, 1987, and spent six weeks atop the tally. Notably, Bad was only the sixth album to ever debut at number 1. Back in the pre-MRC data Nielsen music days before 1991 albums very infrequently debuted atop the list. Jackson's five number ones from the Bad Album marked the first time any act had achieved five chart-topping singles from an album. He remains the only male artist to have earned the distinction. Since then, just Katy Perry has also logged the feat, 
having generated five number ones from her Teenage Dream album between 2010 and 2011. So there you have it. This week, in 1987, Michael Jackson was bad at number one. Or bad, I don't know, at number one on the Hot 100. Alrighty, Katie, um, we reached the end of our big shoe. Any parting words? I was surprised that you didn't say Dirty Diana like in the cadence, like Dirty, Dirty Diana. Diana. I feel like it's no. hard to say without saying it like oh. that. <laughs> it's like so, so many, so many women that Michael is suspicious of in his songs. <laughs> Billie Jean, Dirty Diana, uh, Annie, are you okay? And Smooth Criminal. <laughs> did you know? Did you watch the bad documentary about the making of it? No. There's a little bit of it where someone they were talking about the making of um, Smooth Criminal, and apparently people were asking who is Annie, and someone said Annie was actually a like a CPR doll in the studio somewhere, oh, wow. and it it was like like Annie, are you okay? As like the CPR doll, I guess that somehow inspired it. I think I've just mangled the entire story. <laughs> Anyway, there's something about a CPR doll. This was not as good as my rumors story the other ah, week. So it was about a crash test dummy, is what you're saying? That's I what... think so, and I think I think the doll was nicknamed Annie. That's somehow. hilarious. Anyway, well, you it, never it know makes where more sense. Go watch the documentary. You never never know where inspiration's going to strike. Um. So what song should we go out on? Ah, uh, man. Well, after all that, uh, I feel like let's get one more taste of bad. Like, how about Smooth Criminal? I think that'd be awesome. All right. Uh, Smooth Criminal, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.